asking the right questions can greatly impact your future, especially when it comes to your finances. So if you're looking for a financial advisor you can trust, certified financial planner professionals are committed to acting in your best interest. That's why it's got to be a CFP. Find your CFP professional at letsmakeaplan.org. In recent weeks, we've really focused on some ways that listeners can boost their income. Uh, so whether that's through starting your own side business and growing your network like Hala talked about, or when we talked with local realtor Alan about diving into investing in real estate, well, what better way to test the waters? While you are away, your home could also earn extra income. That's right. Your empty space could be an Airbnb while you're traveling, because that's all you need to become an Airbnb host. It's a lot easier than you think, and you don't need to Airbnb your entire house. You could just host your extra spare room. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Supercharge your work decks with AI-powered Canva presentations. All you do is start with a prompt. You describe your, your presentation in a few words, and Canva presentations will generate captivating slides that you can then customize in seconds. Canva presentations are designed for every workplace and every department. Whether you work in sales, marketing, HR, ops, and more, Canva presentations can generate any deck you want for work. Sales decks, marketing presentations, onboarding plans, you name it. Any department can save time on any presentation with AI. Generate slides and seconds with Canva presentations at canva.com. Designed for work. Upswell Marketing would like to remind you that when customers choose your small business, they're really choosing you. So focus on super serving your existing customers and let Upswell handle the pipeline generation of new leads and customers. Upswell specializes in developing customized direct response campaigns and is now offering a no obligation free assessment of your current marketing strategies. Not to mention new customers also receive 15% off their first order when they mention that they heard about Upswell on this podcast. For more information, visit upswellmarketing.com. That's upswellmarketing.com. Welcome to How to Money. I'm Joel. And I am Matt. Today we're discussing why you need a credit union in your life. That's right. You need a credit union in your life. Stat, <laughs> right now. We talk about credit unions all the time, but we've only briefly touched on why it is that they're so important uh, when it comes to our personal finances and why we need them in our lives. We're going to cover all the different reasons that they are important, uh, the roles that they serve. And we're also we're going to tell the full story here. We're going to talk about oh. why it is that credit unions aren't always the best option for people. If you can believe it, we're going to get to all of that during this episode. Right, let's not overpromise <laughs> and underdeliver, Matthew, okay? Uh, well, okay, here's the thing. Before we get to that, let's talk about my cell phone. So I won the sort of unspoken battle of who's going to replace their phone first. Uh, you replaced your phone last year. And I feel like with every month that continues, like you only have have a loftier sense of your own abilities in comparison to mine that you my, forego buying a new phone. My old phone trophy is continuing to enlarge <laughs> in its trophy case. <laughs> uh, well, recently we, we kind of touched, when we were talking with Lisa Rowan, I was like, I kind of hinted at the fact that I'd been toying with the idea of replacing the screen on my phone. So I've got this this phone that I was... I kind of rolled my eyes when you said that yeah. just a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> and here's the reason.
reason why I've been toying with it. Originally, I was like, of course, I'm not going to replace the screen on my phone. This is a phone from 2016. This is the original iPhone SE or the iPhone SE 1, as some people call it. <laughs> but it's a really stinking old phone. And when you think, oh, maybe I should uh, replace the screen on that to prolong its life, you, you quickly realize that, no, that's a kind of a waste of money. That's a lot of money to spend. If you go to the local shop here, it's 60 bucks, And basically, that like totals your phone. <laughs> <laughs> and so early on, I'd kind of ruled out that I would do that. However, I have changed my mind and let me explain to you why. There came a turning point when I realized that like, it doesn't make sense to learn how to do this myself. I'm not going to go and pay for it, but I was starting to contemplate doing it myself. And I realized that it would make sense because we have so many iPhones in our house. Like, we've got multiple uh, Apple products that there's economies of scale here that come into play. And if I learned how to do maybe some kind of basic repairs... I mean, how many iPhones do you have in your house? Like, 32? Come on. Well, we've got more than two. I mean, <laughs> Kay has one. We've got our old ones now, and we're starting to, you know, let our kids use them for, for learning games and different things like that. Even just using them as, like, cameras, right? Yeah. And so if I just had my iPhone, I'm like, okay, it doesn't really make sense. You know, if I was a single individual, no, I'm not going to learn how to do that. <laughs> but when you consider the fact that there are a lot of screens that could break uh, within our household, then it starts to make a little bit more sense. It's like a good skill to develop because of that. Yeah, absolutely. And considering too, I feel like it's just kind of this, uh, a new handyman. It's just a nice thing to know how to do like in our modern era, like in our <laughs> modern age, right? Like back in the day, it's like, okay, you learn how to change the oil in your own car if you want to do that to save some money on the weekend. You no. It's changing your own crack screen is the equivalent. That's how I see it. Yeah, because <laughs> yeah. like I mean, we've got one car, and the economies of scale thing goes into play there too. Because if you have multiple cars that maybe some people used to have back in the day or even now, sure, maybe it does make sense for you to get the the jack or the lift or the ramps, you know, that you drive up on, so that you have the tools necessary to easily and efficiently change your oil. We've only got one car. We don't drive that much. I'm not going to learn how. I'm not going to continue to change my oil like I learned how to do when I was a teenager. Right, because you right? got to do it twice a year, and it's it, not. Yeah, yeah, not at worth that, it. You know, at most twice a year, really. Okay, so how much did it cost? You bought the tools. How much were the tools? How much was the screen? And how long did it take? Yeah, so the repair kit that I got off Amazon was 27 bucks. All right, right. So super cheap. A lot more affordable than paying 60 plus tax. You know, at the shop down the street. And uh, so this is my first time ever cracking open a screen, uh, or you know, opening a, an iPhone or, or any, any device like that. And it took me about an hour. And I was being super careful because. I wasn't sure what I was doing because <laughs> I'd never done it before. I'd never seen anyone do it before. But man, now that I've done it, I have complete confidence in my abilities to, to be able to swap out a screen in like 30 minutes. And so for me, maybe kind of doing that on the weekends while I'm listening to a podcast. I mean, that's what I did last weekend when I repaired mine. I don't know. It wasn't bad. It was. I felt like it was a good use of my time. And I kind of had this uh, this sense of accomplishment, like this uh, confidence when it came to being able to do this in the future. I'm glad I did it. It saved me money. As the potential to save us a lot more money down the road as uh, maybe more devices get dropped. And of course, it's also keeping me from having to purchase a new iPhone, <laughs> which I've kind of been, I've kind of continued to kick that can, you know, further down the road. And most importantly, it extends your bragging rights for <laughs> who knows how long at this point over me. Of course, man. <laughs> We're going to have plenty more shows where we talk about how I still have my five year old phone almost at this point. And, where, uh, <laughs> where you can just rub my nose in it a little bit. <laughs> Well, the thing is, you know, once I do get one, I'm probably going to spend like $1,000, you know? <laughs> <laughs> like on the nicest iPhone there is. Yeah. Hopefully not. Because your propensity for uh, your love for nice cameras. Yeah. I do like the new technology for sure. So yeah. we'll see. All right. Well, I love how you save some money there. Learn a new skill to save yourself more money in the future too. That's pretty awesome. And yeah, I'm interested to know too, if our listeners, if they have repaired their own phone, oh, uh, yeah. sh share your story, maybe in our Facebook group, let people know how hard or easy it was. Or maybe if you messed it up, uh, that, that'd be interesting to know. But yeah, I think it's one of those things where it, it is kind of 
like an investment to buy a $27 repair kit where you can repair multiple devices and repair devices in the yeah. coming years. It's not a bad idea. Yeah, I mean, and they include the tools, right? And so it's like it's like 25 bucks for just a screen and it's an extra like $3 or 2 bucks or whatever for the little tools. And uh, it totally did the job. So. Nice. All right. Well, hey, let's mention the beer that we're having on the show today. This one's called Omnipalo Bianca and it's a peanut butter and jelly goza. So this one is going to be really interesting, Matt. It's from a Swedish brewery. We'll, uh, we'll give our thoughts on this one at the end of the episode. But uh, Matt, for now, let's get onto the subject at hand. Let's talk about why people need a credit union in their yes. life. And uh, I don't know, I liken credit unions to the 1990s Utah Jazz. For some reason, this kind of struck in my mind. You're going to have to explain yourself because I don't watch basketball right <laughs> and basketball I don't, I don't really watch basketball much anymore but in the in the, like the mid late 90s dude i would and, that's right yeah i was a big basketball fan we've talked about your scotty pippins your <laughs> shoes <laughs> they were the best shoes i've ever owned um but yeah the utah jazz not really a fancy team they had like a blue collar element to them um, but they were also uh, they never won a championship and that's in large part because they were up against the chicago bulls who are basically playing perfect basketball i've heard of them at that yes. very time yeah this guy michael jordan he was really popular number 23 baby Maybe. Yeah. Okay. There you go. I know that much. You know something. Yeah. Uh, as we'll find out in this episode, credit unions uh, like the Utah Jazz—they're not perfect either, uh, but they are underrated. They do hold an important place in the area of personal finances. So we'll talk about the things that credit unions rock at, and also some of the things that they don't do well. Uh, but there are some legitimate advantages to being a credit union member. Matt and I were going to dive deep today into how credit unions work, why you should consider joining one, and the benefits you'll receive when you decide to become a member of one. Yeah. Well, you know, one of the problems that credit unions solve is the fact that the biggest few banks in the U.S., man, they hold a ridiculous amount of the uh, overall customer deposits here in the U.S. Each year, the headlines uh, detail what the biggest banks like Wells Fargo, Citibank, Chase, what they're making. Uh, and it's astounding. We're talking about in the tens of billions of dollars each. Uh, and, you know, from a macro point of view, we feel that this isn't great for our country as more power is consolidated with just a, a select few. The uh, the top four banks now account for half of all banking assets in the U.S. And they're able to use that power and the terms that they offer on financial products are, are almost always inferior to what you can get elsewhere. Credit unions are a big part of the solution, which is why we are dedicating an entire episode to talking about why we need credit unions in our life. Yes, we do, Matt. And uh, maybe a couple quick notes of how credit unions came to be, some of the history behind credit unions, just kind of help us understand how they came about and why they're important. Um, well, the first credit union uh, started in Germany in the 1800s. Nice. The first one in the United States. What state uh, was that in? I know that it's New Hampshire. That's right. Yes. In the <laughs> early 1900s, the first credit union launched in New Hampshire. And they were initially created to provide better products for members than the members were able to receive at a bank. Banks exist to generate profit for their shareholders, but credit unions are specifically customer focused. And at the same time, credit unions offer a lot of similar services to what their bank counterparts offer. You can get loans like a car loan or a home loan, a home equity line of credit. You can have a savings or checking account with a credit union, very similar to what you would use a bank for. But because of the model that credit unions use, you don't have to worry that you're being taken advantage of. And that is certainly one of the reasons that you need a credit union in your life. Yeah, and that's because uh, that credit unions that they function under a not-for-profit model, not to be confused with nonprofits. They're not nonprofits, but they do work uh, as not-for-profits. And so, if you are a credit union member, 
you are a partial owner <laughs> of that credit union, uh, at least in a like a super small way. You know, don't try to go in there and uh, tell the folks working at the counter how to do their job or anything like that. <laughs> I go uh, put my feet on the counter. And I'm like, hey, <laughs> listen, I want service right now. I own this place. <laughs> um, yeah, you're not in charge. Don't you know who I am? But since you are a partial owner in this credit union endeavor, uh, you you know you wouldn't try to fleece yourself, right, with awful fees or a ridiculously high interest rate. That right there, that's one of the biggest differences between a bank and a credit union. Yeah, if credit unions jacked up rates to try to fleece their customers, that's like a, that's like self-flagellation or something <laughs> like that, right? I mean, because all of us as members are the collective owners of the branch, and we want to do what's in our own best interest, which is to offer the best products possible at the yes. lowest possible rates and fees. So um, let's talk about, too, maybe some of the negative connotations that currently exist when it comes to credit unions. I think, Matt, that there are some dusty, some outdated views of credit unions and what they offer. I think maybe, I don't know, some of that has to do with the word union being in the name, people are like, huh, what is that? Is that what's, what's that even mean? Is that a semblance of a simpler time um, that I don't need in my life anymore? And while credit unions aren't necessarily the most technologically astute organizations out there, that doesn't mean that they don't have an important role to play in your life. I think also, Matt, maybe some of the other confusion about credit unions uh, might be due to the fact that credit unions um, sometimes go by a wide variety of different names. Like some credit unions uh, near where you live might go by the term People's Bank or Cooperative Bank or Credit Association. And think sometimes like the branding can be off because we're talking about a ton of smaller institutions all around the country. We're talking less about like giant banks that, you know, advertise in front of our eyes on an almost daily or weekly basis. And that branding, I think, can sometimes throw us off. Yeah, maybe that's it. Credit unions just have like a branding problem. <laughs> I think <laughs> like, that's part of it. Seriously, I, yeah, I, I agree. Well, like we joke about it, but it's actually probably true. Another reason too that uh, that credit unions mostly fly under people's radar is likely due in part to the historic requirements uh, that have traditionally been put in place in order to join a local credit union. So you know the, the rules used to be a little more stringent. You either had to work directly for the company uh, that partnered with that credit union or be related to someone who did. Uh, but those rules have loosened quite a bit in the uh, last couple of decades, and you can often qualify to join a, a credit union based on living in the state where that credit union does business. Yeah, later on in the show, we're going to talk about where you should go to look for a credit union to join. And in all likelihood, you're going to have many options open to you. And so then how do you decide? We'll talk about that later too. So so like who should join a credit union, I guess is the question. And obviously the title of this episode was you need a credit union in your <laughs> life. So basically Matt and I pretty much think that almost everybody should be a member of a credit union. Um, and especially people who are likely to borrow money in the foreseeable future for almost any purpose. Credit unions are great when it comes to borrowing. And in particular, if you're hoping to buy a home in the next year or so, it's a great idea to start a relationship with a local credit union mm -hmm. now, right? Uh, but why? We've got some compelling reasons for why you should join a credit union if you haven't yet. We'll get to that info right after this break. Asking the right questions can greatly impact your future, especially when it comes to your finances. So if you're looking for a financial advisor you can trust, certified financial planner professionals are committed to acting in your best interest. They are committed to high ethical standards and even had to pass a rigorous exam before they could become a CFP professional. They offer financial planning and services that take a more comprehensive view of your financial and personal circumstances and are customized for your needs. Certified financial planner professionals can offer advice on a wide range of issues like reviewing your investment portfolio's allocation, handling an inheritance, rolling over a company retirement plan, building education savings, and so much more. 
That's why it's got to be a CFP. Find your CFP professional at letsmakeaplan.org. I'm guessing that a lot of listeners are starting to solidify their summer travel plans. We always like to get the families together, Matt, for a week at the beach every single summer. We've already got that trip to St. Simon's on the calendar. Pumped for that. But sometimes those vacations get expensive. So what better way to offset some of those costs than to have your home earning some money while you're away? That's right. Why let it sit empty when it could be earning extra income? It's the financially smart thing to do. So think it through. Maybe you've got some extra space in your home, or maybe you have an entire house to host. Or maybe you're just going on vacation and your home is sitting empty. In every case, you can Airbnb it. You already have the space, so it won't be a huge adjustment. I mean, the way I see it, if you're not using your space, you have two options. You can let it just sit there empty, or you do some optimizing and make some money off it. Really, if you think about it, you already have an Airbnb. You just need to start using it. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at Airbnb.com slash host. And now a word from the show's sponsors at Betterment. Do you want your money to dream big? Do you want your money to be a total self-starter? Are you annoyed that your money doesn't work hard enough? Don't worry. Betterment is here to help. Betterment is the automated investing and savings app that makes your money hustle. Their automated technology is built to help maximize returns, meaning when you invest with Betterment, your money can auto-adjust as you get closer to your goal. Rebalance if your portfolio gets too far out of line and your dividends are automatically reinvested. That can increase the potential for compound returns. In other words, your money is breaking a sweat while you can be breaking bread. You'll never picture your money the same way again. Betterment, the automated investing and savings app that makes your money hustle. Visit Betterment.com to get started. Investing involves risk. Performance is not guaranteed. Spring cleaning is kind of an annual rite of passage. We've all got to do it, minimize the junk that we have in our house. Emily and I, we just cleaned our closets out. It took hours, but it was so worth it. Now we've only got stuff in there that we love, and it's easier to find everything too. And so, you know, while cleaning your closets is helpful, well, there's something else you can do for your family this spring. Shopping for life insurance with Policy Genius, for example, is a really important part of your financial planning for the year. That's right. Yeah. And here is the thing that's important to remember, because you might be thinking you don't need to check out Policy Genius because you've got a policy through work. But even if you have a life insurance policy through your job, it may not offer you enough protection for your family's needs. And it may not follow you if you leave your job. With Policy Genius, you can find life insurance policies that start at just $292 per year for $1 million of coverage. Some options offer same-day approval and avoid unnecessary medical exams. Policy Genius works for you, not the insurance companies, and that means they don't have an incentive to recommend one insurer over another, so you can trust their guidance. Save time and money and provide your family with a financial safety net using Policy Genius. Head to policygenius.com to get your free life insurance quotes and see how much you could save. That's policygenius.com. All right, we are back. Let's talk about why credit unions rock. Let's talk about the the best things that credit unions have to offer, the the specific reasons that make joining a smart idea. All right, uh, so so is this episode actually going to help the credit unions with their branding? Like is this going to maybe like place them in a sexier light? I think so a little. I mean, the fact that we're talking about That's it, what we're hoping to do, right? Yeah, because like you said, like <laughs> it's funny you mentioned like credit unions are on the shelf, like high up on the shelf, and it's real dusty up there. It doesn't get much light, but you know, you you take that down and you put it in the light and you talk about it, you dust it off. All of a sudden, it looks way more attractive. Like, oh yeah, that's nice. Exactly. Credit union looking good. Yeah, exactly. And so let's talk about borrowing rates. You know, we touched on this earlier, but the number one reason to join a credit union is because their borrowing rates are often superior to the big banks. 
Not only are interest rates lower uh, when you take out a loan through a credit union instead of a bank, but there are fewer fees as well. Credit unions are going to put the interest of their owners first, right? And when you are a part of a credit union, you are part owner, right? And that is reflected in the rates that you pay as well as the fees that you don't have to pay. And conversely, like with a bank, who are the owners? They are the shareholders. And so what they're looking to do is maximize profits. How do you most directly maximize profits? You increase fees, yep. you increase borrowing rates. And so it makes sense that both of these organizations, they're going to prioritize the owners. Uh, it's just that in this case, when it comes to credit unions, you are part owner, like we said earlier. Yeah, so you're not going to read the article every year that comes out that talks about how much overdraft fees or monthly account maintenance fees have shot up at credit unions. That's just not how credit unions work. <laughs> they're not out to fleece you. Whereas the the biggest banks out there, that's what they're hoping to do. That's how they're generating profits, That's right? That's their business model. That's how they're increasing their bottom line. Let's talk about another benefit of credit unions and, and customer service is another big one. Often the customer service at your local credit union is going to be superior to the service you're going to get from one of the bigger banks. The people that work at my local credit union, at least, are, are focused on serving their members. It's likely that they realize that we're all a part of this club. We're all about getting the best deals, right? Yeah. And um, is that how you look at other people? Like when you go to Costco, you're like, "Yeah, what's <laughs> up? Hey, oh yeah, you too. We're yeah. part of the same club. <laughs> we each pay sixty bucks a year to be in this club. Exactly. Uh, and then I think too, Matt, like when you look at the the rankings of how credit unions perform. In different studies, like Consumer Reports had one, the the number of credit unions that get top-notch rankings is so much better than the banks out there that do. It's just a big difference <laughs> when you're looking yeah. at how people view them. And uh, credit unions are just viewed in a far superior light. Much of that is due to superior customer service. You're really treated like the, the person you are, not just like the credit score that is seen on paper, too. I think that's one of the other nice things. There's more of a, a personal face, and there's a better engagement. And so, um, and so you can actually talk to someone that works there, and you can discuss the particular details of something that you're trying to accomplish. Like at my credit union, it, it's so much easier to get someone on the phone in the mortgage department if, I've ha if I'm having an issue. Uh, just try calling the 800 number at your big bank and let me know how that goes because I guarantee you, you're going to be on hold for quite a while. And then, you know what? You might not actually get help in the end. The great thing about uh, being a member of a credit union is uh, help is just a phone call or a visit away. You'll find that it's actually pretty easy to get the help that you need. Yep, that's right, man. Uh, another benefit that we like uh, that you can have with a credit union is that small businesses, right? They can particularly benefit from being uh, a credit union member. Uh, most of the big banks have zero interest in helping local small businesses. They don't generate enough profit for them. You know, we saw that in full force uh, back when the first round of PPP money was made available, and most of the funds went to these larger businesses that had these big financial relationships with uh, specific banks around the country. And so, if you are a small business, consider taking your business to a, a credit union instead. Uh, and and by the way, you know, small community banks can also be a solid choice here. Both of those are great if you're a small business, and if you're not a small business too, right? Like if you are an individual, I mean. It seems that they are working to help you as individuals, uh, helping us, right, to thrive financially. Uh, so, for example, credit unions, they're more willing to help you if uh, you've struggled with credit in the past. Uh, many credit unions offer 
credit builder loans that help folks who have uh, like screwed up their credit <laughs> and are looking to mend things. Those aren't really programs that you're going to find with some of the big banks. And so it's, it's really cool to see them have products and programs uh, out there for folks who aren't in a great position financially. Yeah. And a lot of credit unions have like awesome accounts for kids to help them get interested in savings where they pay like ridiculous interest rates, like super high interest rates to kids up to like a thousand or three thousand dollars that yeah. they're able to deposit. And it just gets um, kids excited about savings. And it's kind of and that mission to educate their customers uh, financially to help them to thrive is, is one of the missions that I can get behind. And it's awesome that credit unions prioritize that. That's one of the things I love about them. Not everything is 100% good, right? Everything has its downside. Sure. Um, uh, what's the downside of this podcast? I guess that you're going to have to figure out what you're going to spend all of your money on or who you're going to give your money away to because you <laughs> save so much of it. Okay, there uh, you go. <laughs> in 30 years. You're going to get like too anal about saving listening to how to money and yeah, so that exactly. you're not too much. All right. Well, that's uh, that's a good problem to have. Better though, right? than the alternative. Yes. Exactly. Uh, but, you know, everything does have a downside. And maybe that's the downside if you listen to too much how to money. But the downside of joining a credit union, let's get into that. Let's talk about what's not so great about credit unions because the full story does include some downsides too. Credit unions, one of the things that I find least appealing about credit unions, Matt, is that they're not all that technologically savvy or uh, or up to date. Part of the reason that your local credit union is slower to innovate is a lack of access to investor money. We were talking about how banks are publicly traded. And so banks have more money to develop new software, new yeah. apps, better websites, all that kind of stuff. Well, credit union websites and apps are often a bit clunky and they don't have a lot of the slick apps, robust features that the big banks and other online banks have um, to offer you. As a credit union customer myself, this can be a little little frustrating. I'm not going to lie. Uh, you've got to remind yourself of the benefits when you're dealing with annoyances like that. Yeah. Like when I log on to the site and I'm uh, trying to transfer money from my bank to my credit union, it's one of those things where it's kind of annoying. It's a little bit clunky. It's not as easy to do. Yeah, they don't make it easy. <laughs> they don't. They don't. Uh, but you know what? I have to remind myself every time I'm doing this because this credit union is serving me in other ways. Like It's it's not the simplest interface, um, but I can look past that because the rates are better and the service is better. Yeah, I feel like you know the fact that their sites suck, Like that's honestly kind of, I think, the biggest barrier to people not wanting to go with them. Because they go to the site and they're just kind of like, uh, this doesn't look super legit. I don't know about this janky thing. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> but then, yeah, there's annoyances like that that like you're talking about like i know for us uh one of the credit unions that we have a mortgage with every single year uh i get a letter in the mail and they ask they basically request us to send the proof of insurance to them because like they're paying the insurance but even still they want to see the proof of insurance through your escrow yeah on the property and it's just annoying i mean like there are ways i mean other banks you know banks don't do that that they can verify that you have yes. insurance yeah, yeah. <laughs> i mean the fact that they, they are paying them directly like i mean well, you're paying for something right, right? like <laughs> who are you sending that money to and so that's just kind of like an, an, i guess an example of one of the small annoyances that you have to put up with it's not a huge deal i just have to log into my insurance and send the declarations page over to the same email address every single year but technically that is a downside. And that's one of the things that you can expect, uh, not necessarily from all credit unions, but definitely a lot of them. <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah, that's true. Another downside of credit unions is that they're not known for paying great interest rates on savings. You know, uh, That's not always the case, of course, but that, you know, that stigma does exist for a reason. 
Some of them pay a decent interest rate, but uh, most likely you're going to be able to find a much higher rate uh, at a high interest savings account online. But the good thing is, uh, is that your money, it's still insured under the NCUA, which is the National Credit Union Administration. Uh, it's real similar to the FDIC. And so if your credit union fails, although it's very unlikely that it would ever do that, you won't be out of luck because your money is insured up to $250,000, just like the money that you have in a savings account at a bank. Yeah, Matt. So before this episode, I decided to, to hop on my credit union's website, see what rate I'm getting uh, on my savings there. And it's 0.1%. And not so hot. Not so hot. I mean, granted, <laughs> savings rates across the board are terrible these days. But um, but yeah, compared to what I'm able to make in my online savings account at my online bank, it's definitely inferior. Um, yeah, you're probably, I'm going to guess you're getting five times that with your high interest savings account with an online bank. Exactly. Uh, but that being, I mean, 0.1, it's still better than what the big banks are paying, um, but it's Which not. Which is 0.01. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Right. But, but yeah, not nearly as good as what you could get from a, a solid, technologically advanced online bank uh, where you can transfer your money uh, nice and easy. I do like my online bank. <laughs> <laughs> Me too. Um, all right. So let's talk about another downside of credit unions, and that is fewer physical locations. And let's be honest, I don't know how much of a negative this is in this day and age, considering the fact that considering that I haven't uh, needed to visit a branch in years. But for folks that do like to go into a branch, including while you're traveling, credit unions will come up short. So let's say you're out of state and you really want to go into your credit union for whatever reason. Well, almost all credit unions are locally based. And so they might have a number of branches near where you live, but they're not going to be out of state, <laughs> at least most of them. And so because credit unions are community focused, you're just not going to see them on every street corner like you do with the big banks. But really, this, this is the downside that's the least annoying, I think, because it's not that big of a deal for most people. We would suggest to our favorite local credit unions to uh, don't open up another branch, don't open up another physical location, work to make your website and your app better. Yeah. <laughs> that's going <laughs> to uh, move the needle more for me than it is um, having another location that I can walk into. Yeah, absolutely. And one last downside that we, we wanted to touch on is, of course, the fact that membership uh, requirements are typically based on you know either location there are a bunch of credit unions that uh, have requirements based on employment, right? Like whether it's uh, a certain employer that has a relationship with that credit union or military service. And so if you don't meet those requirements, then you won't be able to join those specific credit unions. Uh, however, there are a lot of online credit unions uh, that have some requirements. But if you don't meet them, they have these workarounds where it's like, okay, well, as long as you donate $5 to this nonprofit uh, that helps to benefit the local community, uh, typically where they're based, you are allowed to join. And so that's a, I guess it's a, it's an easy workaround. Not all of the, the credit unions online or other ones in person offer that as an option, right? So you might have a friend who's a, a member and you may not be able to join that specific one, but chances are you will be able to find one that you could join yourself. Yeah, we're going to talk about in just a minute how you can join a credit union, the process that you go through. And if you're uh, somebody out there who goes through these steps and you're like, there isn't a credit union available to me, let me know because I don't think that's even physically possible. <laughs> there's enough, there's a credit union um, in almost every part of the United States serving a geographical location. And I have a feeling that all of our at least US based listeners are going to have an, uh, an easy time finding at least one or two credit union options available where they live. But right after this break, we're going to talk about the difference between local credit unions and the bigger national ones, and then how you actually go about joining and finding one that is going to offer the services that you need. We'll get to that right after this. Asking the right questions can greatly impact your future, especially when it comes to your finances. 
So if you're looking for a financial advisor you can trust, certified financial planner professionals are committed to acting in your best interest. They are committed to high ethical standards and even had to pass a rigorous exam before they could become a CFP professional. They offer financial planning and services that take a more comprehensive view of your financial and personal circumstances and are customized for your needs. Certified financial planner professionals can offer advice on a wide range of issues like reviewing your investment portfolio's allocation, handling an inheritance, rolling over a company retirement plan, building education savings, and so much more. That's why it's got to be a CFP. Find your CFP professional at letsmakeaplan.org. I'm guessing that a lot of listeners are starting to solidify their summer travel plans. We always like to get the families together, Matt, for a week at the beach every single summer. We've already got that trip to St. Simon's on the calendar. Pumped for that. But sometimes those vacations get expensive. So what better way to offset some of those costs than to have your home earning some money while you're away? That's right. Why let it sit empty when it could be earning extra income? It's the financially smart thing to do. So think it through. Maybe you've got some extra space in your home, or maybe you have an entire house to host. Or maybe you're just going on vacation and your home is sitting empty. In every case, you can Airbnb it. You already have the space, so it won't be a huge adjustment. I mean, the way I see it, if you're not using your space, you have two options. You can let it just sit there empty, or you do some optimizing and make some money off it. Really, if you think about it, you already have an Airbnb. You just need to start using it. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at Airbnb.com slash host. Let's say you've been listening to the podcast and now you're finally ready to start implementing some of the uh, the financial morsels that we're dishing up. Maybe you are trying to save up some more money for a down payment on a house, or maybe there's a big vacation that you have been dying to take. Well, the money app Monarch, they make it so easy to help you to reach your financial goals. That's why the Wall Street Journal, they named it the best app for growing your savings. Monarch is the top rated all-in-one personal finance app. It gives you a comprehensive view of all your accounts, investments, transactions, and more. Create custom budgets, track progress toward financial goals, collaborate with your partner even. And now get an extended 30-day free trial when you go to monarchmoney.com slash howtomoney. And you won't get spammed either. Monarch features ad-free privacy you can trust. They will never sell your data to third parties or show you ads. That's right, man. And after trying out Monarch for myself, I understand why it's the top-rated personal finance app. It just makes sense. It works. And right now, listeners of this show will get an extended 30-day free trial when you go to monarchmoney.com slash howtomoney. That's M-O-N-A-R-C-H-M-O-N-E-Y dot com slash howtomoney for your extended 30-day free trial. Go to monarchmoney.com slash howtomoney for an extended 30-day free trial. If you're listening to this podcast right now and you're a small business owner, listen up. Upswell Marketing would like to remind you that when customers choose your small business, they're actually choosing you. So focus on super serving your existing customers and let Upswell handle the pipeline generation of new leads and customers. They do everything from hyper-targeting best fit prospects through campaign optimization. Upswell Marketing's unique approach includes direct mail, search engine marketing, and social media ads, and has fueled more than 10,000 small business success stories. Upswell specializes in developing customized direct response campaigns and is now offering a no-obligation free assessment of your current marketing strategies. Not to mention, new customers also receive 15% off their first order when they mention that they heard about Upswell on this podcast. For more information, visit upswellmarketing.com. That's upswellmarketing.com. 
All right, we're back from the break, and let's, let's keep talking about credit unions. Joel, you're talking about you know maybe the difference between a local credit union versus uh, an online or a national credit union. A lot of times, what folks think of are like the ones there in their town. You know, credit unions often do have closer ties you know to the community uh, than most of the banking options that are out there. They may have fewer locations, but the locations that do exist are often plugged into the community, uh, and they I feel like they tend to prioritize financial literacy you know more than banks. Uh, you might find seminars or, or even giveaways being offered. I think the banks actually prioritize financial stupidity. <laughs> they, 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 like, like, again, try, they try to keep you in the dark. Yeah, they have a vested interest in, in helping us to make bad decisions because it benefits them uh, in their bottom line. Exactly. So I was thinking about the giveaways, though. One of the credit unions that you and I are both uh, a member of, they have like these customer appreciation days where they like will meet up in the park and have like free hot dogs <laughs> and drinks. We've actually uh, won Atlanta United tickets uh, with uh, kind of a, the sweepstakes. An Instagram giveaway, giveaway thing that they did exactly, (laughs) which was a a lot of fun. That was also way back in the day. (laughs) It's nothing fancy, but you know, doing business with a credit union, it it feels a little more kind of like down to earth. They're just looking to make an impact in the membership community, uh, oftentimes by reinvesting any profits back into member benefits. My favorite benefit is the hot dogs, man. Like if they're doing a... I was going to say that Atlanta United tickets. I mean, those are nice, but I love great. hot dogs, dude. <laughs> yeah, I've taken taken the kids for the free hot dog day. Um, and if, it, <laughs> man, if, it, if it's a nice day, we're going. Like we're making it happen. So yeah, I, I do love that. And, and again, that's the like, kind of thing... Why go to Costco when I can just go to the park and get them for free? When's the last time Wells Fargo gave you a hot dog? Uh, Probably never. Yeah, they don't They don't even do the suckers anymore, do they? I don't think so. Yeah, I don't think so. Yeah, I don't know. I, I haven't been into a branch in forever, <laughs> so I wouldn't know. But um, yeah, let's talk about like online and national credit unions too for a second because I think a whole lot of people are going to opt for a local credit union in large part because that's how the majority of credit unions function. But you also don't have to limit your search to purely local credit unions who have a presence where you live. You'll still realize a lot of the benefits uh, that a credit union has to offer, like the most competitive borrowing rates, better customer service with an online only or a nationwide credit union. And I think that's pretty great, Matt. And then oftentimes, too, you're going to have maybe a little bit slicker of an online uh, presence using their digital products is going to be a little less frustrating. Yeah, they've invested that money, not in physical locations, but uh, maybe a more robust online presence. Yeah. I like that. And of course, these credit unions are still customer owned. So even though they might feel like a bigger online bank, at their core, they're still this completely different animal. They're imitating that local credit union, but just on a bigger scale. You're certainly going to miss out on some of the small town grassroots vibes that you might get with your local credit union. No hot dogs here in all likelihood. (laughs) Uh, But uh, of course, I think a lot of our listeners are going to prefer the better online presence to the physical locations being nearby. Um, It just really depends on your preference. But I think either one, it makes for a good choice. They're just kind of different pros and cons to each. Yeah, man. Different strokes for different folks. Yeah. Uh, Okay. So to answer the question, should you join a credit union? And the answer is yes. (laughs) But ultimately, you want to have a relationship with both a credit union and a bank, right? You want to be a part of a credit union to make sure that you're you're paying the lowest interest, uh, and and you'll want the bank, you know, preferably an online one, uh, so that you're getting a high interest uh, savings account up and running, so that you can earn the highest interest, right? It, it's it all depends on what it is that you're looking for, uh, and having both is really important to be able to compare rates, see other options that you might have, 
The only downside here is that by having you know one more financial account, it does kind of complicate your life financially a little bit, but it is completely worth the hassle of having just one more password to have to remember. Yeah, I totally agree, Matt. And, and when you mentioned having a relationship with a credit union and a bank, I love that you said online banks because I, I feel like the online banks are a different animal compared to uh, the bigger national banks yes. that do all the advertising that, again, most of the assets in the United States of America are with. If you're with one of the smaller online banks, you're getting kind of like the best of all worlds. Oh, yeah. Um, you're getting you know better rates on your savings. You're getting better customer service too. And the interface is often really, really good. <laughs> the apps are great. The, the websites are great. So so yeah, I love the idea of having a relationship with both and then picking and choosing uh, which products you want to use from both your credit union and from that online bank. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, we're not at all bashing on like Discover or Ally or CAT. I mean, they are all fantastic and we would completely point folks in that direction. But when it comes to finding the best rates because of borrowing, you want to look at credit unions. Yeah, for sure. And, and let's talk about finding a good credit union where you live. It, it's gotten so much easier in recent years and actually the best place now to find a credit union where you live there's a website. We'll put this in the show notes. It's mycreditunion.gov. You'll put in your zip code and you'll see a slew of credit union options near where you live. Uh, you'll likely have multiple that you can choose from. Uh, check Google reviews maybe to see what customers of that credit union are saying in your area. And then you can you know dig around on their website. And oftentimes they publish the, the rates of what they're offering right now. So let's say you're in the market for a mortgage loan. Two of the biggest credit unions here in Atlanta, they publish their updated rates basically daily. Um, and you can see how that compares to the other rates that are being offered out there online. So doing a little digging, seeing what that credit union offers and kind of how competitive they are in the market is a good thing to do, I think, before you actually sign up. That will help you find the perfect credit union for you that's near you that offers exactly what you need. Yeah, and you might even want to join a couple credit unions. You oh, know? bring it, Matt. Yeah, How many? Yeah. Uh, well, I'm also a member of two, so <laughs> two, two to three, you know. Uh, typically, the only thing preventing you from doing you know, doing so is those membership requirements that we mentioned earlier. Uh, or at worst, it's like a $20 deposit requirement, you know. But the thing is, that's small potatoes. In order to have a relationship with an, an institution, that could save you thousands of dollars over your lifetime. And that's at most, right? $20. Like both of the credit unions I'm a part of, uh, it's only a $5 deposit in order to join the ranks of those who are saving money every single month. Yeah. I mean, it's uh, a small price to pay in order to have a relationship with an institution yeah. that is going to look after you, is going to provide you uh, great rates, uh, low fees, or you know, eliminate fees in the places where they're unnecessary. And also to an institution that's going to work uh, for your financial good throughout the years. Uh, I think, yeah, everybody out there should have a relationship with a credit union. That's why we titled this episode this way, because uh, yeah, yeah, if you're listening right now, you are one of the people that should have a relationship with a credit union and should be uh, using it to your advantage. And I think, Matt, the more of us that join, that support our local credit unions and that use them accordingly, it's better for our communities as a whole. We're, we're reinvesting those dollars. Um, those dollars aren't going into some nameless, faceless boardroom uh, with guys in fancy suits smoking cigars. Like That money is supporting the local community. And so, yeah, I love what local credit unions represent. And I think uh, besides just having that important role in our community. They also have a really important place in our own personal financial lives. 
That's right, man. We love credit unions. I, I feel like you need to get a tattoo. You know, like like how some guys I, are like, I love mom. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. You need the I love credit unions tattoo, like the heart with the credit union running through it. Maybe if like at some point, maybe we'll make like a sticker pack or something. Like that like uh, <laughs> that would thing, be one of the stickers in there like, for sure. We love credit unions. Uh, all right, let's let's shift gears. Let's get it back to the beer. Uh, on this episode, you and I enjoyed an Omnipolo Bianca, and this is a peanut butter jelly Lassie Goza. And I don't know what that Lassie stands for. I'm looking at it. Here on the can it's, it's like it's like the name of a kind of beer that's infused with fruit i, I oh, forget exactly what it stands for but okay. I, i've had a couple and that's how they say it in europe i guess they good yeah <laughs> nice uh i didn't realize that this was a goza because to me uh this was it tasted more like a, a sour I, like i didn't pick up on much of that kind of brininess which i feel like typically accompanies a, a goza yeah mm-hmm. what, were your, what were your thoughts though all right man i i really like this uh I, so this beer i think i mentioned in the beginning is from a swedish brewery you got to love the crafty Swedes, man. They make some good beers, and this one was excellent. Uh, they pulled this odd concoction off. So, like we said, it's peanut butter and jelly style, and they actually used uh, strawberry raspberry jam in the making of this beer. And so, yes. it made for something like really unique and interesting. I feel like the fruit vibes were deep and robust yeah. uh, because of that usage of the jam. Yeah, you can totally tell that, that it's made from jam and not just those fruits because like specifically, I feel like uh, strawberry jam, like it has a specific flavor. It doesn't just taste like strawberries. It tastes like strawberry jam. Yeah. Uh, it's got this really unique flavor and you can 100% pick up on that uh, in this beer. Uh, but I totally agree. It was, I, it, I was missing the peanut butter just a little bit though. You know what? Yeah, I, I totally picked up on that as well. Like I wonder if that was like the goes apart, you know, because like, I don't know, peanuts typically can be a little more salty. And so yeah. maybe with it being... There you go. A goza, they were thinking, all right, we're going to call this a peanut butter and jelly, even though like I didn't pick up on a whole lot of earthy, nutty notes. It was mostly just really fruity, nice and tart, and totally jammy. Like It almost made me feel like I was unwrapping a like, fruit roll-up or something like that, <laughs> stuffing my mouth with it. And Some it's just gushers. Like, yeah. <laughs> I, was never, I wasn't huge on gushers, but fruit, you know, fruit roll-up, totally. Like the old school kind, where it's like on the clear plastic and you have oh, to yeah. like, kind of rip it apart. Those are like... 10 times better than fruit by the foot oh yeah fruit by the foot sucks <laughs> <laughs> the original fruit roll-up so good especially too and you could like punch out the uh you know they had they had like the the characters or the shapes stamped on there and you oh, could yeah try to remove them kind of play with your food ahead of time <laughs> <laughs> basically all the things that we try to ki- teach our kids not to do uh fruit roll-up was teaching us to do back in the 90s <laughs> well, all right man that's gonna be it for this episode listeners can find our show notes up on our website at howtomoney.com We'll make sure to include a link to uh, mycreditunion.gov where you can find a, a good credit union there for you. And we'll also uh, include a few others, uh, a few other national ones that pretty much anybody can join uh, just with a simple $5 donation to specific charitable causes. It really is uh, an option for everyone out there. Yeah, Matt. And we've actually had a lot of new listeners come in since the start of the year. I think people, uh, obviously in January, it's kind of like uh, the, the New Year's resolution to get your finances and your body in order, maybe. <laughs> and so people are checking out how to money. And so if you are, are new here and you haven't been to the website yet, there are other articles and resources there for you. Um, and if you're really digging the podcast, we'd really appreciate it if you would also consider leaving a review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to podcasts. It just helps get the word out uh, about this show so that other people can find it too. All right, Matt, that's going to do it for today. Until next time, best friends out. Best friends out.
of small marketing would like to remind you that when customers choose your small business, they're really choosing you. So focus on super serving your existing customers and let Upswell handle the pipeline generation of new leads and customers. Upswell specializes in developing customized direct response campaigns and is now offering a no obligation free assessment of your current marketing strategies. Not to mention new customers also receive 15% off their first order when they mention that they heard about Upswell on this podcast. For more information, visit upswellmarketing.com. That's upswellmarketing.com. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed... Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts, if you dare. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Supercharge your work decks with AI-powered Canva presentations. All you do is start with a prompt. You describe your, your presentation in a few words, and Canva presentations will generate captivating slides that you can then customize in seconds. Canva presentations are designed for every workplace and every department. Whether you work in sales, marketing, HR, ops, and more, Canva presentations can generate any deck you want for work. Sales decks, marketing presentations, onboarding plans, you name it. Any department can save time on any presentation with AI. Generate slides and seconds with Canva presentations at canva.com. Designed for work.